Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. Be sure to visit primed.com podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME-CE credit. Your partner, Donna, asks you about something a patient said during a recent visit. The patient wondered about using coconut oil to help lower their cholesterol, reduce belly fat, and even decrease bacteria in their bodies, and maybe even prevent Alzheimer's disease. Donna wants to know, is there something she's missed in the literature that supports the use of coconut oil and wants your opinion on what to recommend. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today to discuss coconut oil is Jill Terrian, PhD and nurse practitioner. She is an associate professor and now the associate dean at the University of Massachusetts Medical School Graduate School of Nursing. Jill, welcome to the show and congratulations on your new role. Thank you, Frank, thank you very much. We're, I'm very happy for you. So coconut oil, whoa, um, what do we know about coconut oil? My patients talk about it all the time. What do we know about coconut oil and how it affects heart risk? Coconut oil seems to have what is known as a, like a cult following. I even heard about it in a gym that I belonged to about six months ago. And there was a woman that has been using it and claiming that it has helped her for, for quite a bit. So when I saw this systematic review come out about coconut oil, my, my curiosity was, of course, uh, kicked in. And what this systematic review did is, is look at just what Donna asked you in your practice. Really, you know, does it have any claims to lowering cholesterol and increasing your heart health? So what we know is that um, in this systematic review, they looked at several endpoints, uh, mainly about, you know, your cholesterol, the total, the LDL, and the HDL. And what they found is, is that coconut oil, compared to other oils, uh, that it actually um, does uh, raise your LDL, it raises your HDL, and it raised the total cholesterol overall. So what does that all mean? So what they found, the main outcomes, is included your low-density lipoprotein, your LDL cholesterol, your high-density, your HDL cholesterol, and your total cholesterol. And they also looked at body fatness, markers of inflammation, and glycemia overall. And what they found is, is that they looked at 16 trials overall, and they found that coconut oil consumption really increased your LDL cholesterol concentrations compared with non-tropical vegetable oils, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And even though it increased your high-density lipoprotein, your HDL cholesterol, um, efforts to reduce cardiovascular disease risk did not change. Um, and what you really need to focus on here is that raising your HDL by coconut oil doesn't translate such as HDL increasing by exercise. Exercise is proven to lower your risk. So the big takeaway there is that coconut oil did not perform well, even with increasing your HDL. 
So in this systematic review, uh, using coconut oil compared to other uh, non-tropical oils didn't lower your LDL and may have raised your HDL but had no effect on cardiac risk. That's, that's fantastic. So this is another uh, health uh, myth that we hear about. Um, can you discuss some of the other health myths associated with coconut yeah. oil? Yes, it's interesting. And our listeners might want to, you know, Google coconut oil and see what they come up with. It's quite interesting. Uh, it says that um, there's, there's quite a few, uh, but they include things such as that coconut oil contains healthy fatty acids and that these healthy fatty acids actually burn fat and raise your HDL. And how they look at this is there are several populations in the South Pacific that coconut is a main source of their diet and that they have very little, you know, uh, you know, cardiovascular, you know, health problems. Well, if you look at the rest of their diet, even though it's 60% coconut, the rest of it is fish and tuberous plants. So, you know, they've got, you know, a very different diet than the American diet. Um, the antimicrobial effects is that coconut oil does break down into uh, a, a lauric acid, and they suggest that using coconut oil in mouthwash actually decreases your um, oral, it decreases the bacteria in your mouth, so that that would lead to a health effect from that. Although in the data that I looked at, I couldn't really find anything significant other than that to bring forward to the listeners. The other thing is that coconut oil can reduce hunger. What I couldn't find is how much coconut oil would that take to reduce your hunger? If you're drinking a you know, if you're having a tablespoon a day or if you're having eight ounces a day, you know, drinking oil I think would have some effect on, on how you feel, but I can't I can't claim that. So it's coconut oil can reduce hunger, which then leads to weight loss. And it is very much compared to the ketogenic diet, which is low in um, carbs. One other finding that was interesting is that it may reduce seizures. And what is found is that, you know, people that supple, patients that suffer from epilepsy that's refractory to several treatments w did try coconut oil or a diet high in fat as well and a, a low in carbs. And they don't really know why this worked. But, um, so I can't report on that. But the other thing is, is that it boosts brain function um, and decreases the symptoms of Alzheimer's disease. And this was thought to happen through uh, ketones and uh, what they call medium chain triglycerides or MCTs that co coconut oil possesses. Uh, and at the end of what I found on this search was that more information and more trials were needed. So that in a nutshell is, is some of the uh, myths about coconut oil. Well, it, it does sound like coconut oil is tied with higher fat diets. And while we can't compare ourselves to those living in the South Pacific and eating fish, many of the other things that coconut oils um, supported by uh, may be just related to, as you say, a, a higher ketone-based uh, state in your body. Um, I love to bake. Um, you mentioned non-tropical oils. Can you tell us a little bit about oils and what we should be using? Yeah, so there is also a link on this podcast to the American Heart Association and a discussion on oils for people that want to read it themselves. But basically, the oils that you should be using would be a canola, a corn oil, olive oil. I mean, you wouldn't use olive oil in baking per se, 
but peanut oil. Yeah. Pardon me? <laughs> I do. You do? I um, do. Well, you're Italian, too. So, I know. Um, so strange. <laughs> I mean, I love all, olive oil as well. Um, but there's peanut oil, safflower oil, soybean oil, and, and sunflower oil. Now, if you go to the market and you buy vegetable oil, it's usually a blend of oils in that category. And overall, what we need to suggest to our patients and ourselves that less is best, right? There are oils that have, you know, less saturated fat. Those are the ones we just talked about than, than coconut oil. And um, it really, you should limit your saturated fats overall um, to 5 to 6% of your diet. And what that looks like is if you take the basic 2,000-calorie diet, it's about 120 calories from oil. Um, the other thing is, is when you think about um, saturated fat and saturated oils, you think about, you know, what does that mean? It means it stays solid at room temperature, and so you think butter. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jill, um, I will use this information tomorrow in practice because I think many of my patients are reading about coconut oil. And while there may be some correlation with some benefit, it's probably got nothing to do with the coconut oil and more to do with a variety of other factors. Thanks for, thanks for discussing this today. Thank you, Frank. Practice pointer. You've probably heard both on the media and from your patients about using coconut oil and its benefits to decrease blood sugar, reduce inflammation, and even reduce belly fat. A new study shows that this is probably not the case. Ask your patients to talk about what kind of oils they're using, what they're reading on the internet, and remind them that vegetable-based oils are probably the best studied to have a positive health benefit. Join us next time when we talk about the new Veterans Association guideline on the management of hyperlipidemia for primary and secondary prevention and the reduced intensity with which we need to manage our patients. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primemed.com slash podcast and see you next week.